तपो क्षीण पापान शातारागिण Constantly here 
a, a, a sense in me that I am the body, I am the mind, I am limited. To counter this is needed this knowledge or this appreciation, this discovery, I am limitless, I am not the body, I am not mortal. So that is necessary. This, this knowledge, this appreciation is necessary as long as this Viparita Buddhi or the Hatha Buddhi, the habitual error is, with the habitual error. So that is called the Kalusha. So Kalusha means impurity. Impurity is of the nature of taking myself to be limited. That is impurity. In fact, it is not that Atma becomes limited. Atma appears to be limited. As will be explained in subsequent illustrations, just as a crystal appears to be colored on account of, uh, uh, you know, a colored substance being there in the vicinity, so also Atma appears to be limited on account of this body or the mind being as though in the vicinity of the Atma, so as they impart their properties or attributes to the Atma, and thus I feel I am a limited being. As long as the sense remains, so long that Vritti is necessary. So this sense of limitation itself is kalusham, itself is impurity, as though impurity in the Atma. As they say, just as dirt is not really the nature of water, and therefore even when the water is dirty, it continues to remain water in its true nature, and therefore it is possible to remove the dirt and obtain pure water. And so also, even when I feel I am limited, or whatever I, I feel about myself, even then I am not limited. Therefore it is, it is possible to remove the dirt because it's foreign. That which is foreign is, can be removed. That which is inherent cannot be removed. So this impurity or the sense of limitation is something foreign to the self. Therefore, by, by, by the opposite vritti. So this is what is meant by Tejas Timya Sanghavat. When we say that, how the light destroys the darkness, it is this Jnana that destroys the notions born of ignorance. Atma cannot destroy. Atma is not opposed to ignorance. It illumines ignorance as well. What is opposed to ignorance is this knowledge, this Jnana the appreciation of my true nature. Mm-hmm. And until that becomes abiding, or spontaneous until that jnana abhyas is necessary. Jnana abhyas meaning repeated, repeated, repeating this vritti, constantly maintaining this thought from my mind. Let that, let that rich man has to maintain the thought, I am rich, I am rich, because the poverty in which he has lived for many years seems to just habitually take hold of him and he forgets that he is a rich man and how he has to remind himself until that rich man becomes abiding. Then no more is necessary for him to do japa, I am rich, I am rich. But until then it is necessary. <coughs> so this is called jnana abhyasa. <coughs> now continuing further, says in the verse, sixth verse, aparokshataya anubhuyamanasya samsarasya Katham atyanda asatvam pratyakshadavadhat iti ashankya. Question is, how do you say that this samsara, this world that I experience is unreal? How do you say that? Aparokshata anubhuyamanasya, this world, all samsara, meaning sukha, dukkha, this happiness, unhappiness, 
the sense of limitation, whatever. That is aparokshataya anubhuvimanasya. It's something that I experience directly. So happiness and happiness that I am happy, I am unhappy, all of these are matters of direct experience by me. It's something that I directly know. The world also is there, made up of this duality, the subject-object duality, that also I know. So this is pratyaksha, meaning this is a perceptual knowledge, this is a direct knowledge. These things are known aparokshataya, not parokshataya. So that fire which I infer from the presence of smoke is known to me all right, but not known aparokshataya, not known directly or immediately, parokshataya it is known meaning it is inferred, it is known indirectly. I know that there is fire all right, but I do not see the fire. So knowledge of fire is there, but immediate or direct or perceptual knowledge is not there. This is called parokshaknyanam. Whereas smoke is something that is perceived directly. That's called aparokshaknyanam in the language of Nimaikas. We use the word aparoksha in a different sense, but they use the word aparoksha as something that is evident to the senses or something that is immediately known <coughs> as compared to paroksha. So this world I experience and that this world is different from me I experience. That I am one of the countless individuals I experience. That I am a limited being I experience. That I am happy and unhappy I experience. These are all matters of experience meaning this is directly experienced. So, pratyaksha jnanam. Who am I? I am a limited being. Alpa miha, alpa shaktiman, alpa vyapi. Meaning, my knowledge is limited, my powers are limited. Every way I am limited. This is the, the direct experience. And then when you say that, I am limitless, or the world is unreal, this sukha dukkha or samsara is unreal, how can I accept that? That which is my gut feeling, that which I directly experience, how can I accept it to be unreal? Pratyaksha virodhat iti asankya sapna drashtandena tasya mithyatvam sadhati Vedantins always have to establish mithyatvam, the unreality of this, only through illustration. Because the reality of what I experience is something that is taken for granted. So what I experience, namely the world, I experience a sense of limitation, I experience pleasure and pain, or happiness and unhappiness, that they are real. There's something that is very well established in me, and therefore an illustration has to be given that just because you perceive does not mean that it is real. Just because you experience does not mean that what you experience is real. That's all. So this is a, in a way, logical approach because this conclusion lies in the intellect, understand? Then it becomes an emotional problem. But before something becomes an emotional problem, First it arises as a conclusion in the intellect that the world is real because it is useful and so on and so forth. We have our own criteria of determining what is real and accordingly we have determined. So whatever is perceived is real, generally speaking. Whatever is useful is real. Whatever is directly known is real. So these are our criteria of determining reality. And so by illustration it is shown how what you perceive need not be real, what you experience need not be real. <coughs> that is then why svapna drashtantena prasyamityatum sadhati By the illustration of svapna of the dream, by illustration of dream, here the teacher shows how 
Even what you experience directly need not be real. <coughs> Samsarati, in the verse, sixth verse, we say, Samsara Swapna Tulyohi Ragadveshadisankulaha Swakale Satyavadbhati Prabodhe Satyasadbhaved Well, Sun should be better. Prabodhe Satya Asanbhaved because Samsara has masculine. <coughs> Ragadveshara Sankulaha Samsaraha Svatnatulyohi This Samsaraha Samyak Sarapyasmi is Samsaraha That in which one constantly keeps moving Like on a roller coaster, moving, you know, constantly From one situation to other, from one birth to the other Sri, Sri means to move And Sarati, Samsarati, Samyak Sarati Very well one keeps on going from one situation to the other from one birth to the other, that is called, that there is a constant flow, a constant flow of birth and death, the whole chain is called samsara. And what is the nature of samsara? Ragadveshali sankulaha. Sankula means crowd or sankula. Sankula means a, a, a collection of. So, ragadveshali sankulaha. Samsara that is filled up with dislikes and dislikes, ragadvesha. It says Swapnatulyohi, it is indeed Swapnatulyaha, comparable to a dream. This whole waking experience that we have is in fact only comparable to dream. <coughs> Why do you say that? What is meant by Mithya? Or what is really the characteristic of dream? Swakale Satyavadbhadi. Svakale, in its own time, Satyavadbhati appears to be real. What is dream? That which appears to be real in its own time. Prabodhe Sati, when you wake up, however, Asambhavet, it turns out to be unreal or mithya. So when I wake up, the dream is appreciated to be unknown, to be asat or mithya. Whereas when I was dreaming, it was real for me. So that which is real in its own time, but it proves to be unreal, when the whole standpoint is changed, that thing is called mitya. <coughs> so we tikakara here. Radha Desharvi Sankulayamana Samsaraha Svakale Svasya Karan Bhuta Ajnana Sthitesadi Taran Nitya Bhuta Vishamsaraha Satyaha Iva Bhati This samsara Ragadveshadvi Sankulayamana Samsaraha This samsara that is the life of limited experience, limited existence or this, this life of existence in duality, samsara Ragadveshadvi Sankulayamana that which is primarily characterized by Raga and Dresham. Primarily characterized by attachment and aversion. So, 
that is the primary aspects of all the experience in our life. So our life which is primarily consisting of the likes and dislikes. That's all Radha represents what we call the pair of opposites. So this creation consists of pairs of opposites. Everywhere is two. So Trajanya Vishayavidaha Nitrajanya Bhavarjana Nirdvandva Nityasattvasthaha Nirdvandva Dvandva Dvandva means this pairs of opposites. Heat and cold. Like and dislike. Pleasure and pain. Happiness, unhappiness. Honor, dishonor. There's nothing in between. I don't know anything in between. Either I classify something as honor or classify something else as dishonor. I classify one thing as pleasure, I classify another thing as pain, I classify something as happiness, I classify another thing as unhappiness. Do you have another category? How do you feel? Happy. How are you doing? Not happy. Unhappy. How is everything? Very pleasant. How are things? Unpleasant. How are you treated? With honor. How it treated with dishonor. So these are the categories in which we live. Either dishonor or dishonor. Happiness or unhappiness. Pleasure or pain. Happy, I mean, you know, there's nothing in between. That's the reason why our mind always goes like a pendulum, from one end to the other. Now happy, then happy. To say in Swami's language, like a seesaw, going up and down. You don't say in between, you know, up and down. That's what it is. Meaning that the person is never at rest, never relaxed, never abiding. And therefore what we call real happiness is not there because Radha and Dresha are the pairs of opposites. So these are the reactions. Meaning that the whole life is full of reactions. Reactions which, is, which are governed by situations other than myself. It is external situation that governs how my response is going to be. As I say, there are buttons. So all that you need is for someone to press that button, and that's all. A certain kind of, like a toy, like a mechanical toy, you press a button, it starts jumping. Press another one, starts rolling, I guess, you know. And press a third one, starts screaming, or whatever it is. Press a fourth one, starts laughing. Imagine a, 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 a doll like that. And so also this fellow, if somebody takes a close-circuit TV, you know, or television picture of ours, from morning till evening, it'll be interesting. Suppose there are no words, nothing, you are just shown the expressions on the face, it will be interesting, you know. Now laughing, then crying. Now happy, then unhappy. Feeling insulted, feeling honored. So this is, these are all. And how, how does it come about? Comes about because of external situation. Somebody told me some good word in the morning, my whole day is good. Well, half a day is good. Somebody said something good in the morning. Somebody smiled at me in the morning, fine, I'm so happy. On the other hand, Depends, you know. That's the reason why people would de- decide not to see somebody's face in the morning. This guy. See, if you look at this face, this fellow's face in the morning, then you'll go hungry for the whole day. And things like that. That's why you can learn people brand them anyway. But people are very careful as to what you do in the morning. The first thought in the morning is very important because it, it, it goes on in your mind. That's why we, ta- we treat the children, you know. First thing you see in the morning is a farm. Karadre Rakshmi, Karamule Saraswati. Karmadhyetu Govindaha. On the tip of the palm is Lakshmi. In the, in the root of the palm is Saraswati. In the middle of the palm is Vishnu. Now, have darshan of this to begin with. And then start your day. But anyway, the idea is that the way we respond is largely a reaction, which is determined by situations. 
and situations are always changing, uh, favorable or unfavorable. And so our responses are also um, in keeping with them. That is called samsara, ragadvesha, sankula. All there is is just reactions to the space of opposites. Understand that harsha or, or, or what we call the joy or elation is also a reaction and sadness another reaction. <coughs> so all this is real to us. And what is our life is trying to avoid this or trying to avoid something that I dislike and trying to gain something that I like. Well, this samsara ham. Svakale, satyavadbhadi, svakale, in its own time, satyavadbhadi appears to be very real, very tangible. I mean, it's a tangible, real thing. What do you mean by svakale? Svasya karanabhuta ajnana sati. As long as the cause of the samsara is there, what's the cause of samsara? Ignorance. Where is ignorance? Ignorance is in my intellect. Mean, as we'll see in Panchadasi. What is samsara is? Something that is projected by me upon something that is there. So what is there is a creation, which is the universe, the world is there, created by God. That is there. But upon that, we superimpose our own creation. That is called Ragadvesham. So nobody has created likes and dislikes. Nobody has created what we call sadness and stuff like that. That is purely our own creation. What God has created, of course, are the names and forms, all right. The, the, the variety of things are created. He thought that this fellow will be happy, you know. So providing a variety like this, God must have thought that these people must be happy. But that is very same, very thing which makes us unhappy. Because we superimpose upon the creation of Lord, our own individual creation. And that is really samsara. <coughs> Swasti karana bhuta ajnana sthide sati As long as samsara means suffering, let us say. We will not know samsara is this life is samsara. Or this body is samsara. Or my family is samsara. Wife and children are samsara. We will not say suffering is samsara. And suffering is very real as long as its cause. What's the cause of suffering? Is world the cause of suffering? Is body the cause of suffering? Body can be cause of pain, all right. But pain is not suffering. If you can distinguish between the two, pain need not be compared to suffering. Okay, except when the pain happens in my body, it sets off a whole chain reaction of fear and all kinds of things. Therefore, there is suffering. Of course, pain is something very difficult to go through, but still one need not feel wretched about it. One need not feel hopeless. But pain makes me feel wretched and hopeless. So that is something that is superimposed by me. Heat and cold also can be difficult to perhaps bear, all right. But I need not feel uh, miserable. I need not feel sad or, or helpless about it. So people feel helpless. They just react. It's heat, when is it going to go away? You know, what should I do about this heat? And then they fight with it. And the cold also, like this, people can fight with anything. And all that is something that is superimposed upon me by, upon, superimposed by me upon what exists. So there is what we call an objective creation and there is a subjective creation. First level of samsara is a subjective creation of Ragadvesas, which makes me react. Then objective creation also is a samsara of a second level. Even, the, even if I do not have Ragadvesas, then also I am in samsara. Because still, the duality between the subject and object continues to remain. 
So we recognize samsara or suffering arising from two kinds of causes. One is, of course, the creation of this law, which is creation of maya, the duality. Duality between grahya and grahaka, the object and subject. And second is, upon the duality which is created, are superimposed further uh, problems in terms of likes and dislikes. So two levels of samsara. First is what we call subjective projection called pratibhasika satta. Other is objective projection called vyavaharika satta. Pratibhasika, something subjective, individual. And vyavaharika, objective, which all of us experience. Both are samsara. And, well, both of them appear to be very real. <coughs> as long as svakaranabhuta agnyane sthita sati, as long as ignorance, which is the cause of the samsara, is as long as it persists so long, tavat mithya bhuto pi samsaraha satyahiva bhati, even though samsara is mithya, even though duality is mithya. And when objective reality is mithya, then what will talk of subjective reality? When we hold duality between the subject and object, even the tangibility of what we call the objects and names and forms, when that is also mithya, meaning that it does not enjoy an intimate reality, that it derives its reality from something else, that name and form derives its reality from something else, like a part derives its reality from clay, and a part doesn't have a reality of its own, even though we experience it, even though it appears to be a tangible object, Still, a part doesn't have a reality of its own. It's just a name that we have given to clay. And so, so all these names and forms are the names we have given to Brahman. Rasti, Bhati, Priyam, Asachit, Ananda that we see. I mean, that alone is named differently. Anyway, so that is why it is said to be Mitya. Mitya is that which is, doesn't, doesn't enjoy a reality of its own. And on the top of it, we have superimposed so many other notions or opinions of our own. All of these persist as long as I do not know the true nature of what I am perceiving. As long as I do not know the true nature of myself, the perceiver. And as long as that ignorance is, as long as I take myself for granted, as long as I take for granted what I perceive, so long that reality remains. <coughs> Prabhu Sati, they, they ask this question, how do you say that this world is mithya? I can understand that the dream world is mithya, okay? How does the waking world is mithya? Everything is tangible, everything is useful, everything serves a purpose. Then the answer given is very simple, that all of the saprayojanata desham svapne vipratipadyade, all the various, all those things which are considered to be tangible and real and useful, all of them are discovered to be of no use in the dream. The usefulness of the waking objects is not found to be there in the dream and usefulness of the dream objects is found not to exist in the waking state and therefore even the usefulness also is something that is just created. What happens is we come under the spell of the situation. We come under the spell of situation so much that we just start believing things, that's all. And it's it's something, as I told you earlier, the story of that Mullah Nasruddin. How that fellow was uh, harassed by the children, he started throwing stones at him, and the fellow says, okay, please stop throwing the stones, I'll tell you a story, come here. So they all came, they forgot, you know, throwing stones, started listening to his story, and he makes, he starts vividly describing 
how the king in the neighborhood, you know, village or neighborhood town is giving a big feast today. And what all is there in the feast? And he started describing all the different dishes that are being cooked there, prepared there. And it is open, you know, this is open, whatever you call it, you see, the bhandara, an open feast. And then he started describing vividly all the food and all the dishes. I mean, you know, when he opened his eyes after a minute, he found the children were not there. The fellows already started. They had no patience to listen to the story. They started running towards the town because they wanted to partake the feast. And then this mullah started running after them. Hey mullah, why are you running? Because somebody knew, the fellow was watching him, this fellow is playing trick. So, taking children for a ride, he thought. And the children really were taken for a ride. They started running towards that town. Mullah started running behind them. This is why, maybe it is true. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is true. And so, the thing becomes so vivid that you start believing that. Just because I believe something doesn't mean it has to be there. All you need is give it such an amount of reality that just becomes real to you. And that is how, well, we have been giving reality to this from the beginningless time, what we perceive, etc. And everything has become real, tangible. And to get out of that is not that easy. That's the reason why again and again this is needed. But as long as that ignorance is, and that habitual uh, conclusion of giving reality to what I perceive, conclusion of giving reality to what I feel about myself, as long as that ignorance is there, so long, of course, this samsara is real. <coughs> Prabodha sati, when I wake up, what is Prabodha? Prabodha means two. Prabodha means waking up, or Prakrishtaha bodaha, Prabodha, when the true knowledge takes place. Vakya shramanat, Atma Jnanot Pattu Asatya Eva Bhavati. Well, Tatra Drishtanta Swapna Tulya. Better to discuss the illustration first. Says Yavan Nidra Anuhuate Tavan Nitya Bhutovi Swapna Hiti Satya Eva Abhati. So, as long as I am sleeping, so long this Mitya Bhutovi Swapna, this Swapna which is Mitya Bhutaha, really unreal. When we are dreaming, those dream experiences are very real, very tangible. In the dream also we can discuss and I can, you know, I can feel the table, the dream table as equally tangible as I feel this table now. And dream experiences are equally real. Then the dream, suppose you go to a zoo watching somebody, something, you know, a tiger, and all of a sudden suppose the tiger jumps out of the, uh, out of the cage, what will happen? You run for your life and tiger is behind you and you are running ahead. And then all of a sudden you find a pond, you plunge into the pond, cold water, frozen, all of a sudden you wake up, you know. Then you find that, hey, you are not in the zoo and there is no tiger behind you. That is, you are in your own bed, no problem, immediately. But then, while that was going on in the dream, like nightmare, so many experiences are there, all of them are very real at that time. It is a matter of psyching ourselves up, that's all. It's a matter of just an, a tremendous in, impact that dream has on my mind that I take the thing to be real. Only when I wake up I realize that it was not real. So, yava nidda anubhuyate tavan mithya bhutobi svatnaha satyeva abhati as long as nidra. Sleep, that is called the defect. That's what in fact creates the problem. The sleep, the half sleep. 
so creates this notion in me that I am someone else. I forget that I am the waker. Prabodhe nidranase mithya bhavati. When we wake up from the dream, mithya bhavati, then we realize it was all false. Fortunately, that knowledge is there in all of us. Well, that also some people don't, don't necessarily accept. They, in fact, take dreams also very seriously and spend a lot of time. I have some people come and report to us. Every day they dream, every day they dream the same thing sometimes, and all kinds of things are there. The dreams also have so many patterns. But anyway, so some, there may be some people who may not think that the dream is uh, unreal. But then most people know that, because most dreams are so out of this world, you know, that nobody can believe them that they are true. So when we wake up, we know that the dream was unreal. Except that in order to discover the unreality of dream, it is necessary to wake up. Until then, you keep on declaring the dream is unreal, it won't work. In the dream also, if someone comes and says, hey, this is all unreal, I think you will find it very hard to believe. It's only when you wake up, it is from the platform of waker. That when I evaluate the dream, then I realize that the dream is mithya. Otherwise, from the platform of the dreamer, if I evaluate the dream, I will only evaluate it as real. But the dream experience is extremely useful to make us see what is meant by mithya, what is meant by bhava or negation, what is meant by falsification. That's an experience that everyone has. And how to discover the mithyatma? Or even when you see, now when I look at the dream, from the vega standpoint, then I realize that it is mithya. And so also now, when I look at this creation also from the standpoint of the Shruti or from the standpoint of the wise man, then I can also see the mithyatma in the waking world. Because then I realize that the dream and the waking are not significantly different. Sapna Jagaratasthane as Manduke Karika says, that Manishana, wise men say, Swapna and Jagratasthane, both the dream and the waking states are one alone. Why? Bhedanam hi samatvena prasiddhenaiva hetunam, because Bheda, this objects of this duality is similar. The duality experience in the waking state is similar to that experience in the dream state. How? So, prasiddhenaiva hetunam. But the hetu which is well known. What is the hetu? The cause? Or what is the proof mithyatma in the dream? Or what is there in the dream is the subject-object relationship. What they call the grahya-grahaka sammandha. There is an object and subject. This duality, subject-object duality, which exists in dream, also exists in waking state. If the whole dream is known as mithya, then whatever opens in dream, all of it is mithya. And what obtains in dream? The subject-object duality. So dream is mithya. Dream is subject-object duality. So wherever you find subject-object duality, that must be mithya. So grahya grahaka sammandha mithya. That, that relationship between the subject and object is mithya, svapnavat, as you find it in the dream. Yatha tatra tatha svapne, this word. Manduke Karika says, as in the waking, as in the dream, so also in the, in the waking. <coughs> and so we have to all together look at our experiences and our conclusions in, in, the, in the light of what the Shruti has to reveal. 
So we don't understand what is the meaning of the word mithya. So prabodha, and then you go back to the last stand. <coughs> so karna bhuta agnyane sthite saritavan mithya bhuta visamsara satyahiva bhadi prabodha sati vakya shravanat atma jnana patyav asatyahiva bhadi. What is meant by waking up now? Is waking up is prabodha sati means vakya shravanat. On account of listening to the vakya means mahavakya. Listening means when that Mahavakya, the Vakya, the statement of the Upanishad that reveals the identity between Jiva and Brahman, that reveals my true nature as being free from samsara, samsaric, that I am free beyond both subject and object, that I am limitless. Atma Jnana So when I expose myself to this teaching, when the right kind of frame of mind and right samskaras are there, then I see the meaning of the teaching. So Atma Jnana Uttattav, when Atma Jnana, when knowledge of the Self arises, Asatyaya I realize that all that was my conclusions were all false. Even today also we see the fallacy of many conclusions. As children we had a conclusion the earth is flat and so on and so forth. Or the sun really rises, sun really sets, stars are really where they appear to be. Now we know the sun does not rise, sun does not set. I mean, look at the sky. What you see is never there actually. You know, the kind of pattern that we see, pattern of stars that we see in the sky, is not there. Because some stars are maybe hundred light years away, some are ten light years away, some maybe thousand light years away. And so, some star that you see was there a thousand years ago, some other may have been there five hundred years ago, some other may have been there one year ago, and so on and so forth. And you see whole pattern. It's amazing. It is not that. But then a whole appearance is created. Now we know that what I perceive need not necessarily be there. I think that I perceive the star-filled sky and then it is exactly like that. It is not like that. I perceive the sunrise. I think it is there. It is not there. And so also I perceive the subject-object duality. It need not be there. At least it, it opens up the whole new possibility. It, it gives us altogether a different way of looking at things. And then when we look at the things from the standpoint of the Shruti, then we realize the fallacy of so many conclusions that we have. Asatyaheva bhava. Then we realize that the samsara, suffering is an unreal. Even that, the cause, what is the cause of suffering? Duality which is the cause of suffering and fear, that also is unreal because there is no tangibility or reality in duality. All there is, is one alone. <coughs> so therefore, even though you experience duality, even though you experience limitation, it need not be real. Just as a duality, limitation, whatever we experience in dream, are not real, and so also in a waking state. Let's see, drashtanta. So when you give drashtanta, that's all, you have proven something. What else can you do? So, you see, these people are happy that they have given an illustration and proven the point. It's up to us now to chew upon that illustration. And every time bring that illustration, you know, to bear against the variety of conclusions that we have. So every time I, a conclusion arises in my mind that I am this and I am that and something else, well, okay. Wait a minute, is the dream also I conclude like that? Is, this, is there a valid reason for me to conclude? Have I seen myself? Have I seen a limited self? Have I seen a suffering self? 
that I can never become an object of my knowledge. Nobody has ever seen that I. And still so many conclusions are there. That I is something that is never objectified. It can never be seen as I see a pot or a cloth. And still I have all these conclusions about myself. How, how do I have this conclusion? I've never seen myself, my face as this, you know. I've never seen my face. All I've seen is a reflection of my face. And suppose that mirror, whatever it is, we think that it is showing exactly what we are, suppose it did not, then what? Then all the life we would think, you know, whatever, that suppose we were all the time, we had a distorted mirror in our house, and that's all we knew. Then the distorted face is what I think I am, isn't it? And so, similarly also, all kind of distorted conclusions we have, we stick to hang on to them without giving any further thought. So, this is, we have to keep on looking at our conclusions. They are not really seen. I always seen a distorted self, okay. Because the self that is reflected in the mind is all I have seen. And the mind is ever distorted. Happiness also is a distortion of the mind, and happiness another distortion of the mind. And therefore, all I come across is a distorted reflection of myself. There is no way for me to come across the true self. And all my conclusions are, are based on my perception of a distorted self. Shruti says, how do I know what I am? Well, Shruti says, what you really are. So if I stop giving reality to distortions, based on what the Shruti has to say, then we create the ground for discovering the true nature. So, illustration of dream is a very beautiful illustration. And these illustrations are not given merely to shut up, shut up, shut us up. Whenever you go to a Vedantic teacher with any problem, he'll give you some illustration and, and you know, that's all, make you feel ridiculous. So, there is no reality. So, psychology cannot solve the problem, Vedanta doesn't see problem. Okay. So, you don't see problem, but it is there, you know. I wish you knew what I'm feeling and things like that. It's true also. But then, so it's true that merely by illustration, by giving it a stanza, that you cannot dismiss something. But what else can you do? Because I've been giving reality to something, and I have been given a different perspective. So this is the whole idea of this logic, that whenever, because our, our mind has a habit of falling into a certain pattern of thinking, and it has thought about it, I mean, it's thought in that manner so long that it just takes it to be a legend Nasruddin. That he thinks that in fact there is a feast. And so also, because of certain patterns of thinking, we think that that is real. And then they open up some other possibility for us. He says, look, in the dream also you thought that everything is real, and then it was found to be not real, so you think all of this is real. Well, look, Shruti says it is not real. Yes, it can be. Like dream, so waking also, I start evaluating. <coughs> so, all these logical illustrations, etc., all of them are very important to enable us to evaluate a thing from altogether a different standpoint. Opens our eyes, opens our eyes to a different possibility. <coughs> okay, Jagan Mithya Pramera Drashtantam Karena Dradhati Drashtantam Karena So, Anyha Drashtantaha Drashtantaraha Another Drashtantaha Another illustration is given here 
to show Jagan Mithya from that Jagadish Mithya, the creation is unreal, is, is shown in a illustration by what is made from the light, the idea that creation is unreal is made from by another illustration. Well, what are the same illustrations? Vigilantins are only some illustrations and that will keep on being repeated. Now, in fact, those illustrations don't touch us at all. That you heard. Within the illustrations you all heard. Oh, is this the rope and snake? Okay, I know that. And the, and the shell and the, and the silver? I know that. The um, desert and mirage? I know that. The dream? I know that. I know what you are going to come up with. What illustration, you know? And so, by now, perhaps we have become so well rooted in listening that these illustrations have no impact upon us at all because this you have already heard. But it's not so, you know. Don't, you should not take it for granted. Every time we look at the illustration, it has something new to reveal, you know. Every time we keep telling one story, time to man. Now tell us some other story, you know. No, but every time the story reveals something, you see. <coughs> Similarly also, uh, let us not take for granted, thinking that this I know. Uh, spend time to evaluate that illustration and see what relevance it has with our life. All of these are illustrations in order to reevaluate our conclusions. Okay. Says the verse 7. Tavat Satyam Jagadbhati. So illustration is given in the waking state. Yasa Rajatam Satyam Bhati Yasa Rajatam Satyam Bhati Rajatam Silver Just as the silver appears to be real. Yavan Yavat Shuttika Nadnyayate As long as Shuttika, as long as Mother of Pearl or the Oyster Shell or whatever you call it, as long as that is not known, so long the silver appears to be real. And this is a famous illustration of how on the sandy beach when the cells are lying there scattered on account of the reflection of the light, how that creates an appearance of silver. <coughs> Similarly also, Tavat Jagat Satyam Bhati. So long the creation of duality, the creation of names and forms appears to be real. Yavat Sarvadishthanam Advayam Brahma Nagnyayate. As long as Brahman is not known, Adishthanam, that which is substratum, Sarvadishthanam, substratum of everything, Advayam, one without a second, that Brahman is not known, so long this duality appears to be real. Just as, as long as the mother of world is not known, so long the silver appears to be real. So appearing to be real is not criterion of having reality. Just because something appears to be real doesn't mean that it has to be real. So reality has to be determined from the criterion of reality. Not because what we like or what we think. So what we think is not the criterion of reality. But then reality has its own criterion. Satyam is abhaditam. Bhadarahityam satyatvam. That which cannot be negated. That which cannot be falsified. That will ever remain, that which will ever remain the same, alone is called Satyam. 
But the, 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 the principle here is that as long as this tanam, the substratum is not known, so long adhyaropa, the superimposition is taken to be real. <coughs> so yatha, nila prastha trikonadi vishesha jnanam nautpadyadeyavat, tavat rajita jnanam satyamiva anuhuyate. That is shiktika. For everything there are definitions. See, that's a very beautiful thing. Shuktika means a shell, an oyster shell, a mother of pearl. <coughs> it has certain characteristics. Neela prushta, a shell has a blue, uh, blue back prushta. Prushta means uh, like our, our back. So it has a surface, a blue surface. Trikona, it has a triangular form. So as long as that particular form, the triangular form, and its blue color, etc., so blue surface, as long as this, the knowledge of the specific characteristics of that object called as mother of all is not, is not there, Vishesha Jnanam is not there. So Samanya Jnanam is there, there is something there. But Vishesha Jnanam is not there. That it is Neela Prastha Trikona, whatever object is, is a triangular thing, having a blue, uh, well, blue surface, etc. So the specific knowledge is not there. The particular knowledge is not there. This everything has a Samanya Jnanam and a Vishesha Jnanam. So what we call a general characteristic and a particular characteristic. So general characteristic that this mother of pearl is, well that is known, but that object is, is known, but that it is mother of pearl, Vishesha Jnanam, no Padyade. This also Samanya Jnanam, the general knowledge is there, Vishesha Jnanam, the particular aspects are not known. <coughs> so, superimposition is on that Vishesha or the particular aspect. The Samanya aspect is, is known, but Vishesha on the particular aspect the superimposition is, just as rope is, so something is is known, but that what is is rope, that is not known, and therefore instead of rope we commit the error of taking it to be snake. So, for the Dharapa superimposition, this is a necessary condition that Samanya Jnana must be there, a knowledge in general that something is, must be there, and Vishesha Jnana is not there. What it is, is not known. Kavat Rajata Jnana Satyamiva Anubhuyate So you would actually pick up that, that piece of shell, then to recognize that it is not silver. Then you see what it is, trikona, nila prushta. So when you know the characteristic of that particular object, specific characteristic, then whatever notion you had about it, it goes away. And thus a shell is taken to be silver as long as that object is not known as shell as such. I know that some object is there, but I don't know what exactly it is, and therefore it is taken to be silver. <coughs> So this Shuktika is called Adhisthanam. Adhisthanam because Adhikasthanam it has. It has uh, a total pervasiveness. Because Rajatam is there for only a period of time, as long as ignorance is, but Shuktika ever persists. Thus Mother of Pearl is something that cannot be negated, while Silver is something that gets negated in the wake of knowledge. So that which gets negated or falsified in the wake of knowledge is called <coughs> Mithya, and that which cannot be falsified is called Satyam. <coughs> and Adhyarapa superimposition is known to be mithya when this term, the substratum is known. Tatha, in the same manner, 
सर्वाधिष्ठानूतम सच्चिदानंद अद्वयम ब्रह्म यावत न ज्ञायते साक्षी न अनुभूयते एंड सो ऑल्सो एज लॉन्ग एज आई डो नॉट नो ब्रह्मन विच इज सर्व अधिष्ठानम विच इज सब स्टेटम ऑफ एवरीथिंग सच्चिदानंदम ब्रह्मन इज दैट मच इज नोन बट दैट इज सच्चिद आनंद दैट इज इज एक्सिस्टेंस इट इज नॉलेज इट इज आनंद इट इज फुलनेस लिमिटलेस एज लॉन्ग एज दैट इज नॉट नोन मीनिंग साक्षी न अनुभूयते दैट द साक्षी द विटनेस इज ब्रह्मन विटनेस इज द सेल्फ दैट इज ब्रह्मन एंड दैट इज सच्चित आनंद एज लॉन्ग एज दैट इज नॉट सीन दैट इज नॉट डायरेक्टली नोन तावत जगदाकारेण परिणत संसार सत्य भ्रांतिया दृश्य So, so long, well, what is Jagat is nothing but same Brahman. That will be explained in subsequent verses. How what you call Jagat or creation is nothing but the Satyadhanam Brahma itself. So, Jagadakarana Parinataha Samsara. So, here by our Samsara is really meant Jagat or the creation. And what is creation is nothing but Brahman, Brahman or Lord or the truth alone appearing as this creation in, name of, in, the, in the form of names and forms. That Satyahiva Abhati, it appears to be a Bhantya Dushyade. When the substratum is not known, when the truth is not known, and there is always a superimposition by the intellect. This is how the intellect always works. When I know something all right, but I don't know what it is, then there is always a conclusion about it. There is always a judgment. We have a judgment or a conclusion based on partial knowledge. And so also I know there is something, and so the names and forms appear to be there. Therefore, they are taken to be real. But what it is, is, is that Brahman alone appearing as names and forms. And unless the truth of this Jagat or the names and forms is not seen, so long it will appear to be real. Thus we have to see or be able to know the substratum, that which is the content of everything. <coughs> How? Sarvam drushyam prapanchajatam brahmaniyeva maya parikalpitamidhi pratipadayati How do you say Sarvam Drishyam? Drishyam means the objective world. Sarvam Drishyam Prapanchajatam, the entire objective creation. Brahmani Eva Maya Parikalpitam, the entire objective creation is superimposed upon Brahman by Maya. Maya is this, this, uh, this illusion, illusion or that which makes us commit an error. Maya is that which creates the delusion of what is not there. As you saw in Panchadashi, here said, Bhasamanam Tan Mithya. That which is not really there, but appears to be there, is called Mithya. And this is what Maya does. Maya makes the appearance of something which is not there at all. And thus, what we call Drishyam Prapanchadam, the whole perceived creation, is nothing but that something superimposed upon Brahman by Maya, Parikalvitam, something that is projected, it is Pratipalayati. That's what is, is illustrated or shown or proven in the verse 8. Satchidat manyanusyute Nitya Vishnav Prakalpitaha 
व्यक्तो विविधा सर्वा हाटके कटकाधिवत सच्चिदात्मनि अनुस्युदे नित्य विष्णु प्रकल्पिता व्यक्त है विविधा सर्वा सर्वा विविधा व्यक्त है सच्चिदात्मनि अनुस्युते नित्य विष्णु प्रकल्पिता सो दैट विच इज अधिष्ठान सबसेम इज इन दवेंथ केस ब्रह्मणी प्रकल्पितम जगत Upon Brahman is superimposed this creation. Here, what appears in the seventh case is for the substratum, and what appears in the first case is that which is superimposed. Satchidatmani, <coughs> that which is the nature of sat and chit. So sat and chit means the existence, awareness is the nature of what? Who is nitya? One who is nitya means changeless or imperishable. Vishnu is Vishnu, means all pervasive Lord. Anusyute, the one who is in and through everything. Sarvaha, vividaha, vaktaha, prakalpitaha. All is vaktaha. Vakta means manifestations. Vyaj means to manifest. Vakti means manifestation. Vakti also means a person. But Vakti really means manifestation. Vaktaha, all these manifestations. Vividaha Vyaktaya, all these various manifestations. Vividaha Sarvaha Vyaktaya, all these various and all the various manifestations, all of them are superimposed upon Vishnu, upon the Lord. Who is he? Anusyute, the one that informs everything. What is his nature? Satchidatma, one who is the nature of Sat and Chit, upon him Prakalpitaha. Superimposed or imagined. Mm-hmm. How? Hatake katakarivat. Hatakam means gold. Kataka means a bracelet. How bracelet, etc., how those ideas are superimposed upon the gold. In the same manner, this whole Jaktaya means all this Namarupatmakam Jagat, this entire creation consisting of different manifestations. All of it is superimposed upon Vishnu, upon the Lord. Sevatikagara Satyajnana Atmani Nitya Sarvanusyute Vishnu Vyapake Parabrahmani Sarvaha Vyaktaya Devatijayang Nasthana Nasthava Vingamadeha सर्वोपाधानभूते परमेश्वरे ओके सत्य ज्ञान आनंद आत्मनि द लॉर्ड मीनिंग परम ब्रह्म विशेष नेचर ऑफ सत्य ज्ञान अनंतम इट इज सत्यम रियल ज्ञान ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ नॉलेज आनंद द लिमिटलेस ऑफ फूल ऑन दिस लॉर्ड नित्य वन हु इज नित्य नित्य मींस चेंजलेस so all these contradictions are given here. Contradiction means the opposite qualities are given here. The propensity of the world that experiences what? Anitya. Constantly changing. Everything is subject to birth, death and change. And what we experience therefore is Anityam, constantly changing. That constantly changing creation is superimposed upon what? 
nitya, the changeless substratum. What you experience also is jadam. Jadam means paraprakasyam. All that jada is superimposed upon jnana-atma, upon atma or brahman, that is of the nature of knowledge. What we find asatyam, nitya, unreal, is all superimposed upon brahman, that is satyam. It's amazing how totally contradictory things are superimposed. And so there is no relevance at all of what is superimposed has as though no relationship at all upon that upon which it is superimposed. So Vishwam, Darpan, Dushyamana, Nagaritpullyam, which is not there. Like a Darpan, like a mirror, in which there is nothing. And you know the plane surface, upon the plane surface, we superimpose ideas of depth. Mirror which is one, upon that we superimpose idea of many, when you see something, when you see the city in the mirror. Mirror which is colorless, upon that we superimpose ideas of color. And thus, we see something which is not there and which is totally contradictory to what it is. And so also, upon Brahman which is nityam or changeless, is superimposition of the world which is changing. Upon Brahman that is real, is superimposition of creation that is unreal. Upon Brahman that is limitless, is superimposition of the creation that is limited in every way. Samitya sarva anusyute. Anusyutam. Anusyutam means that which informs. So just as a thread informs all the flowers and we have a garland. So how the thread passes through every flower in the garland? So the Vishnu passes through everything in the prapancha. In every name and form the Vishnu is to be found. Vishnu means the Lord is to be found in every name and form. Sam sarveshu bhuteshu tishthantam parameshwaram vinashyatsu avinashyantam yaspashyati sapashyati vinashyatsu avinashyantam In all these perishable changing objects one who sees the imperishable. So he sees. The one who sees the imperishable in and through the perishable, he alone sees. Samam sarveshu bhuteshu tishthantam that is equally abides in all the beings, without any partiality at all, or without any kind of, uh, you know, uh, duality. One who equally abides everywhere, one who equally informs, equally gives or, or imparts sattva and spurti to everything, and with imperishable, in and through everything perishable, one who sees that, well, he really sees. Thus the content of the truth of everything that is perishable is in fact the imperishable. The truth of everything that is what we call unhappiness is nothing but ananda. The truth of everything that is limited is the limitless. <coughs> he is Vishnu. The Lord is called Vishnu means Vyapaka. Vyavesteve Vishnu. Onus Pravesh Vyapaka. Parabrahmani. And so these are all the characteristics of Parabrahmani. Upon that Parabrahman, Sarvaha Vyaktavaha. Vyaktya means manifestations, or individualities, all different individualities. Deva, Tiryam, Nara, Sthavara, Jingamadaya. There are these Devatas, these celestial beings, Tiryak, all the animals, Nara, the human beings, Sthavara, the immobile, Jingama, the mobile. So, moving, moving, and moving. And all this whole range of creation that we come across, all of these are in fact superimposed upon one Vishnu, upon one Lord, who is the nature of Satya, Jnana, Ananta, who is Nitya, who is all-pervasive, 
and who informs everything with the content of every name and form. Sarvopadanabhuta Parameshwara. This Parameshwara is Sarvopadanabhuta. He is the nature of the material cause. Just as Hemi, Heman. Heman also means gold. Hatakam also means gold. So Hemi, Katakadivat, Kataka, Mukotadivat, Kalpitahaiva. How that gold comes to be called a bracelet? How the gold comes to be called a crown, Mukuta? It is called bracelet, it is called crown, it is called bangle, it is called a chain. And how the concepts of this chain, the bracelet, etc., they are all superimposed upon gold, which is pervasive. Because gold pervades in every ornament. So gold can be called Vishnu. With reference to ornament, who is Vishnu, the pervasive one? Gold. Gold is Anusyutam. That it informs every ornament. That which is in and through every ornament, that which is content of every ornament, informs every ornament. Nityam. Because ornament is constantly changing. So ornament keeps on assuming one form or the other. Now it is in the form of the bangle, then it may change to a bracelet and whatever it is, but that which remains changeless is gold. So changing ornament is superimposed upon gold that is changeless. And the name and form of the ornament is also superimposed upon gold, which is really without a name and form. <coughs> So how all of these are kalpitaha? How these are just the ideas superimposed upon the gold? And so also, Brahma, Abhinna, just as a gold ornament, is not different from the gold. Ornament is not the gold, but ornament is not different from gold. So gold is in ornament, ornament is not in gold. And so ornament is gold all right, but at the same time, not the gold. But ornament is not different from gold. And so also, this prapancha, this whole creation is not different from Vishnu, not different from the Lord. So we have to learn to spot him. We have to learn to spot this changeless in and through the changing. That awareness in and through every knowledge or experience. That existence in and through every name and form. This is where our eyes are to be focused. If we change the focus of attention from the form of the ornament to the content which is gold and so also, we change the focus of our attention from the name and form to, to that because of which the name and form is, to that which illumines the name and form, or that which imparts existence to the name and form, that because of which the name and form is, not name and form, but that because of which the name and form is. When we start paying attention to that, then we'll realize that the same factor which we call awareness, which we call self, which we call changeless, it is found in and through everything that we come across. And of course that is my nature, but that is Brahman. When you see that, then we realize that names and forms are there all right, but then they do not have ultimate reality. They have some kind of reality, okay. So we will, what is important and what is not important will become very clear in our life. As long as the substratum is not seen, as long as that mother of pearl is not seen, so long Rajata or the silver is very important. And I have a certain response towards it. When I realize what it is, then the only importance that is given to that silver goes away. That is rather attachment I have for that goes away. Or when I realize that what I thought to, thought to be snake is in fact rope, then that fear or that aversion goes away. Thus these attachments and aversions are all born on account of 
not knowing the true nature of a thing. <coughs> then what? There is this freedom. Attachment and aversion, both of them deny me the freedom. I'm not free. So then I realize what there is, is one alone. That Vishnu, Nitya, Satchivatma, Anusyutaha, that which informs everything, the content of everything. That is how they ask us to change the focus of attention. Then we realize the Nityatvam, Avipapancha. <coughs> Om Purnamadas Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhasha Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punah Punaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtayena Maha Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri